Welcome to BDO To Go, casual industry conversation brought to you by the restaurant industry professionals at BDO. The constantly evolving landscape of the industry forces operators and owners to adapt quickly and maintain a keen awareness of consumer and economic shifts. Understanding these business impacts and insights is key to the continued success and resilience of the restaurant industry. That's why we crafted our new BDO To Go podcast series, a monthly podcast that you can take to go. Now, here's your host, Jeff Tuba. Welcome back to another episode of the BDO To Go Restaurant Podcast. My name is Jeff Tuba, and I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode. We hope you enjoy the content we are providing and that you'll click the subscribe button to automatically download our episodes. We also ask that you please rate our podcast as we love to get feedback. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by Stephen Harmon and Mike Speck from the restaurant Fusion. Stephen and Mike are both partners at Fusion, with Mike serving as the current CEO. As a co-founder of the concept, Stephen grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and started the brand back in 2010 with its first location in his hometown. Mike is a veteran of the industry with a background working with multiple concepts prior to joining Fusion in 2019. Fusion has grown to 12 locations with multiple concepts and continues to expand. And they say that Fusion exists to connect people through collaboration, culture, and cuisine. We're absolutely thrilled to have them join us today. All right, well, Stephen and Mike, thank you for joining the podcast today. Happy to be here. We're coming to you live from the back of our Grandview location here in Columbus. So if you hear any background noise, it's just our team breaking down boxes from uh, a busy lunch shift. So thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Recording from where the magic happens, right? Right. (laughs) All right. Well, Stephen, let's talk about how you got started in the restaurant industry and how the idea of fusion was brought to life about a dozen years ago. Uh, can you just give us the story? Yeah, sure. I uh, I grew up in Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, with uh, two good buddies. They happen to be brothers, Zach Weprin and Josh Weprin. And uh, we used to cut through each other's backyards and kind of dream about what we we're going to do with our lives as we went through high school. Um, we both came from entrepreneurial families. Um, Zach and Zach and Josh's father, Mike, was uh, certainly a mentor of mine and still is. Uh, and, uh, you know, around the year 2004, we were about to go to college, which we felt like was what every high school grad should do. And uh, kept in touch over the four years through college. Uh, they went to Ohio State. I went to the University of Dayton. Thought we'd come up with the next e-commerce business or, or website. Um, but as, as kind of college went on and uh, the Great Recession set in around 2008, right when we were graduating, we did what any kind of aspiring entrepreneur would do uh, who couldn't find a job. And we moved to Colorado where we became ski bums for a couple of years uh, and worked in hospitality, worked at a, at a hotel. Uh, so we all packed up our bags after college, moved out to an apartment, shared essentially a bedroom together. And uh, in learned a lot about hospitality as an industry. We learned a lot about customer service. We learned a lot about travel, leisure. And uh, in the town that we live, there was a a really robust culinary scene. So uh, the problem was we really couldn't afford to stay at the hotel that we worked at and we couldn't afford to eat at the restaurants we wanted to. And uh, kind of were craving something that was a place where we could eat sushi every day that didn't exist in Aspen and it certainly didn't exist in Dayton. And uh, kind of put our heads together, wrote a business plan, uh, 
Josh moved back to Cincinnati where he found some real estate and a chef that was willing to train us. And uh, in 2010, we opened our first location in downtown Cincinnati. Uh, we were open five days a week for lunch only, where we basically created a model where you could eat sushi every day. It was uh, relatively affordable and, uh, and we could customize sushi to your preferences in a quick, fun environment. Um, so we kind of hung that shingle in 2010 and fast forward, um, you know, 12 years later almost, we're, we're operating 12 stores about to open our 13th. And uh, I think we've made every mistake along the way. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a very rewarding career path for us, uh, not only personally, but also to grow with the people around us from, uh, that, that help us do what we do every day. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the, that's the long and short of it. Um, but uh, basically started with an idea. Uh, none of us had ever worked in the restaurant industry before. And uh, I think we're still learning every day. No, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to key in on that one word you said, which was mistakes. You know, as a young entrepreneur in the restaurant industry, you know, starting again, like you said, a couple years out of college, um, as you said, you made made a number of mistakes. Um, I wonder if you'd be willing to share a few of those maybe not so fond memories of things that happened that you really learned from. Because, you know, people listening might be where you were back then, and it's good for them to know that the challenges are not unique to them. Yeah, you know, I... You know, there's, there's, there's big lessons that everyone will teach you about not growing too fast or, you know, make sure you have people in place or the operation in place. You know, I don't, I can't think of one major, major mistake that we've just, you know, had regrets about. I think every mistake that we've made has been, you know, kind of a, a, a step in learning. Um, you know, I think, I think when we think about, you know, little mistakes along the way. It's how we built our restaurants. It's where we choose our restaurants. The importance of parking, the importance of dining room, the importance of front front of house space versus back of house space. Um, keeping a rainy day fund. You name it. Um, I think we've made probably every mistake that every entrepreneur will make because uh, I think we just learn that way. Um, you know, I Mike. Mike, who is Zach and Josh's father, you know, almost kind of celebrated mistakes with us, um, especially in the beginning. It was like, it was even almost encouraging making mistakes where a lot of people are afraid to make mistakes. We were almost applauded when we made the mistake because we would never make it again. Um, and I think that's been the, the biggest lesson of the mistake journey along the way is that we can, we can, we can celebrate uh, soft failures along the way. We can celebrate big mistakes along the way as long as we have um the mindset that we don't want to make it again we typically are moving in the right direction uh, i think that's great to hear so mike let's shift over to you uh maybe take us back to when you first started in the restaurant industry you know what was it that drew you into this space and kept you going over the years and you've been with multiple concepts but but what are those things that drew you in and have kept you going yeah it's a, it's, it's been a great industry for me first of all i'm very fortunate uh my family uh, it restaurant industry provided me a uh, what i would tell you is a very 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 great quality of life uh, through learning as well as uh, income and growth. So what got me started was necessity. Uh, I was a starving uh, college student, had to eat, and I worked in restaurants. Uh, where it evolved to is it took me to an industry and environment that really matched my uh, lifestyle. I, I'm, a, I'm a very active person, uh, so sitting around is very good. And the restaurant industry really provided that. It, it also along the way provided what I like to say is unlimited growth. Uh, it's it's an incredibly performance-driven environment. It's also a very uh, people-focused environment. 
And I, I was fortunate early on to have great mentors, people that uh, understood what was inside me better than myself, uh, as well as offered the guidance and direction to grow quickly. And it was explained to me early on is you, you could probably go work in an office, you could probably work a lot of places, but in this business, you have the ability to run a multi-million dollar industry or business, however you want to look at it, uh, very quickly. It's just a matter of uh, you get out what you put in, it's there for the grab. And uh, it, it, and when I learned that, it was pretty, uh, it, it was an eye-opener because it, it took me back to the basics of what makes a business successful. It's a uh, people first. Out of that, you could focus on sales drivers and ultimately a profitable business. So uh, so, so the industry gave me a way to uh, not only uh, fit my lifestyle, but also how to prioritize and plan and uh, see results and the fruits of the labors. Uh, I'm forever uh, grateful. We thought early on about getting a real job, and it turned out that the uh, restaurant business and industry has been a, a very, very, very real and lucrative uh, business and career together. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's given me a great long list of uh, lifetime friends and relationships. Mike, what was it about, I mean, you, you joined Fusion in 2019. What, what was enticing about Fusion that helped you make that decision to, decision to join them as a CEO? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's very, very real. Uh, and it's the people. So, so once again, uh, the part that uh, Steve didn't get to share in his intro was I, I met Steve and, and the guys uh, prior to Fusion existing. We were actually in a mountain bike race up in the mountains. And, you know, together we, we came together on a common cause. And the story I heard was we're leaving this beautiful environment to go open up a restaurant in Ohio. And of course, I, I did what, you know, somebody would do is saying, are you sure? And uh, the agreement we had from that day of the race, knew it, it, was, it was a very uh, long day. Was that we would stay in touch, and you know they they very nicely asked the questions if I would be open to uh, you know some advice when needed. And my response was I like these guys. I'm impressed by their energy level, their communication, and just their overall just camaraderie. And my statement was absolutely. And and we did uh, what the industry is very good for is we had a very open line of communication. It was sometimes planned, often not. But uh, what I found was uh, you know again it was, it was Steve and Josh and and Zach reaching out with good, solid, meaningful questions, looking for meaningful answers. And a lot of times they loved the answers, a lot of times they didn't, but it was always a thank you at the end of it. And with as, as we grew to know each other, we always ended it with, wouldn't it be cool to work together side by side one of these days? And uh, you know, eventually I went from Mike to Uncle Mike and it, it just we just developed a very good relationship. And I, I would tell you, my relationship and my admiration grew out of admiration. The heart that they put into it, the ideas they had, and their their openness to just to learn, and and once again, that's that's where the business, this industry can really provide things that a lot of industries can't, because there are no barriers. And you know, this Fusion brand, you know, was founded as I mentioned before, as a young group of young, very passionate entrepreneurs. You've got this wide variety of experience that you're kind of sharing with them over time. Can you talk about the initial challenges of, of being the CEO, but also what you've learned from Stephen and the others that founded Fusion? Yeah, you know, it is, um, once again, the cool part is we didn't just walk in off the street and decide to do this. It was uh, it was eight years in the making. So there, were, there was a lot of good history, a lot of good learnings, a lot of good advice, a lot of proven, you know, called proof of concepts that we had built it on. And when the time came together is, I was in a career in my life where I said, if you really need or looking for, I could be available in six months. So we, we had a timeline to work against. We also talked about the ground rules, not only the uh, the ownership relationship, but the operational relationship. And uh, once again, when I walked in, I, you know, there formally, 
uh, there were partners of mine now, and we truly became partners. And we, we all agreed that we had unique disciplines and habits that we're very good at. And for this to be successful is we had to have two ground rules. One was that we, uh, our strengths say our strengths. And two is that we look at ourselves as a, uh, as an even partnership that we'll have discussions and we will come to an answer and we will keep it that way. And you can fast forward now three years. And I, I would tell you, I truly, truly, truly enjoy spending time hanging out with and working side by side with these guys. So it's a, it's an admirable relationship that we built. And I, I truly believe the results show it. Yeah, and so well Stephen, obviously, obviously you had this relationship with Mike, uh, which obviously helps, but you know, and, and this ha does happen, you know, in a lot of businesses, but you know, you guys founded this company, grew it for about 10 years, and then you basically, you knew him, but you hired your boss. Uh, you know, he's your partner, but he's also the CEO. So could you maybe talk through that process um, maybe just operationally or in your mind, you know, bringing him in at that level and then actually working with Mike, you know, what were any challenges or learning experiences you've had, you know, since Mike has joined until now? Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I think in reality, he doesn't feel like my boss, you know, he feels my, like my partner, um, you know, and same with Josh and Eric and Zach, you know, we, we are very, um, I don't know if humble is the right word. But we're, you know, we're. I think we're students first and foremost. We're students of the industry. We're students of Mike. We're students of um, of our customers and our team. You know, if, if anyone feels like our boss, it's our it's our team and it's our customers because that's what allows us to grow the business and that's what allows us to you know, take a bunch of basically, you know, anecdotal and important pieces of data and put them into the right kind of context in order for us to be successful. Um, and so I, I think what we found uh, with Mike on board is that, you know, he we probably wouldn't have brought him on board if we didn't have 10 years of relationship, you know, of relationship history with him. Um, but we, we already knew who Mike was. We knew his story. We knew his interests. We knew his, his you know, his his way of management. And so it was a very natural um, addition to our team. And I think that, you know, it really allowed us to take a step, you know, without, I guess we're not on, we're not on video, but, you know, Mike is 30 years, our senior, and I don't want to out him here, but, you know, we are a student of his and we still feel that we're young students of the industry. And so um, we're, we're, we're always looking to, 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 you know, kind of ask more of those questions that he was speaking about on, on, on how do we look at this from every angle? You know, what experience have you had in, in larger companies, smaller companies, coastal coastal cities that can help us, you know, kind of understand, you know, the, uh, you know, under, un, understand, you know, how, how, how to make appropriate decisions given, you know, his experience. So um, at the end of the day, and Mike says this all the time too, is that I think we all finish each other's sentences. Um, it sounds a little romantic, but, you know, we're very aligned and we've been very aligned for 12 years now, you know, bringing him on as a CEO was, was almost a formality. At the end of the day, because he was always in our back pocket or front pocket or catching the next flight in to to, to hear what was new uh, on the on the fusion side of things. So, um, yeah, it, it's I guess long story short, it's been a very seamless transition and, and a very you know positive kind of expansion in the way that we manage and kind of understand you know future potential. Yeah, it seems like just kind of a natural progression of where everything mm -hmm. seemed to be headed along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's take a kind of a shift in topic and get maybe a little more 
big picture restaurant industry. Um, so Stephen, recently uh, you were named to Nation's Restaurant News 2022 Top 50 Power List. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the honor and for the national recognition of your accomplishments at Fusion for yourself, but also for the brand. Uh, but NRN's website, you know, they describe these 50 individuals as the quote, 50 people with big ideas to transform the restaurant industry. So since Nation's Restaurant News says you're someone with big ideas to transform the industry, what are, I guess, a few thoughts you have on where the industry's headed and, and how does Fusion need to adapt to really be on the forefront of that? Um, I, I think this question is, is, is so, you know, it's so interesting seeing that we're hopefully on the, on the downhill slope of this pandemic. And I think that really was a, obviously a big shakeup for how people dined and interacted with each other. You know, my, my thought, and I would love to know Mike's opinion on this too, but I, I think, I think he would say the same thing is that people are just craving, they're, they're craving an experiential kind of outlet right now, whether that's drive-through or if that's you know going to fine dining i think people have been so cooped up that you know being served treating themselves to a meal indulging a little bit um is something that people will will crave you know indefinitely you know our big idea and, and what we what we talk about every day is and i think this goes back to our childhoods is that you know someone took a risk on us someone said someone said we believe in you um and gave us an opportunity to start a business and have you know something that we were proud of. And as we look across you know our restaurants, we see you know hundreds of in individual with individuals with unlimited potential that we want to continue to you know adapt and grow and you know find the right opportunities for so they can have as much upside as they could have ever dreamed of. And we've done that most recently with Honeybee's crispy fried chicken, where we put a young man named Joe into uh, into an opportunity to to uh, get into the restaurant business, and we also opened a pizza restaurant in Columbus, Ohio, uh, with it with a gentleman named Spencer that also gave him an opportunity to start a business. And so, you know, as we look across the organization, we're really looking to find talent to uh, help us grow our business, whether it's on the fusion side or the crispy chicken side or the pizza side. Um, that's truly our big idea. Um, is that is that you know our 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 now VP of operations started as an hourly employee when she was in college. Her name is Carly Hensley. Um, she's she's a boss, and she um, has learned just about every lesson we have. She's worked here for ten years. We've worked here for twelve years. Um, and so, you know, seeing Carly Hensley, seeing the Carly Hensleys of the world thrive um, is really our big idea. And I think the kind of nuance here is that it doesn't have to be fusion. It doesn't have to be one concept. We can we can put our talented people in our in our kind of you know partnership backbone, Mike, Josh, Eric, and I, into you know finding new opportunities that that aren't necessarily you know just sushi or just chicken. Um, we have dreams of breakfast concepts. We have dreams of barbecue concepts and taco concepts. Um, it's really about the people first that allow us to to grow the business and, and and you know celebrating that within our organization is is really our big idea yeah i think along the way like you said you've learned celebrated your mistakes you've learned along the way and so now you've kind of established you know all, all the the ways to operate a restaurant to be able to hopefully give people opportunities and, and launch new concepts you know in the future so Mike, Stephen kind of teed it up for you at the beginning of his response, and he was curious of what you thought. So I guess let's, you know, have you chime in on this. 
you know, what challenges and changes do you see in the near future for the restaurant space and maybe for fusion as well? Yeah, I, lo I love this question. And uh, when, once again, it proves true is everything Steve said I would have said, uh, probably in the exact same words, but I, I've got a couple, I, I'd say tangible statements, which I think will really put some uh, meat to this one is um, we, we have a strong belief here that the industry itself, the restaurant industry is known to being a high turnover in industry. But in fact, our belief is it's not. Uh, and, and I'm going somewhere with the statement. If you think about, you hear a lot about turnover and turnover and turnover. And what we believe is there's no turnover with, out of the industry. It's all within. People work for one restaurant, they'll go work for another. So our view, again, starting a few years back was, how do we grow our teams to show them what the future looks like? And, and the way I can measure that, that it's working is right now, uh, you're hearing a lot of stories about restaurants shortening hours, closing, uh, they're not staffed enough. Uh, we are fully staffed in all our businesses. We're actually expanding our operating hours. Uh, so we're going later at night and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, so we believe that the people first approach uh, in a performance driven environment works. Uh, and that, so that to me is very tangible. It's also very measurable. The other part is the challenges is I've been using the um, old Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky quote about, I don't skate where the puck is, I skate where the puck is going. And the way Stephen talked about uh, ghost kitchens, things like that is, uh, you know, we also know that we're in the hospitality business. When people come to us, it's, uh, they wanna get out from their day to day. Yes, they're hungry. So we've decided number one is we're not greedy people. We're very humble to what he said. And we're gonna stay in the hospitality industry. We're going to serve people, and we believe that's important not only for us, but for our employees to know that there's customers. Uh, and, and what we mean by that, again, is there's a, there's a lot of people doing land grabs for sales uh, where the employees don't know who the customer is. They don't see the customer. They see food either going out of a window, a back door, things like that. And we, we're going to take the other approach, which is we want to do everything possible. And we held this during COVID. Uh, during COVID, we not only kept everybody on staff at full pay, we paid our landlords on time. We kept our businesses open. And we did that with the ideas. We felt that people needed a place to go. And we found that that has rewarded us tenfold as a pandemic kind of lessened a bit and lightened up. So, so one is uh, there is no turnover out of the industry. It's all within. Uh, we want to grow everybody internally, like happened to me. Uh, and, you know, again, the challenge is uh, where's the puck going? Well, we believe the puck is going to the place where people have a place to go to get a break from the day-to-day, -day, uh, to treat themselves to something they really can't do at home very well, but just to get out. And, and again, our thought is, uh, we look at our businesses, we have a commodity and a product. The commodity is that we sell food, the product is how we serve it, the hospitality, and uh, again, the break from every day. So the challenges in the industry, I believe, are uh, the people that are looking just to sell anything, on a platform to make a buck. And our approach is let's do what we do, but let's do it through the people side so that our employees feel great about who they work for and the customers feel great about the employees that are serving them. And when I think about employees, I, I think about not only customers coming in, but our third party delivery services, the drivers that are picking up food. Uh, to us, they're our customers because we truly believe that if they walk in and the order's ready for them, they're gonna deliver better. If, we, if they walk in and we offer them a beverage, they're going to treat our food better and uh, it's it's paying off for us so uh, I, I believe the challenges are a lot of people lost focus on what we do for a living we serve people yeah and you know i i 
you hear that people first atmosphere. I think it's one of our core values at BDO as well. And I've always been in the belief that, look, we have numbers to hit. Like you guys have numbers, yet you have to be profitable. You've got certain goals in front of you. But if you treat your people really well and give them a great environment to work in, they're going to produce for you. They're, they're going to grow that passion with you. And so I think some people get focused on the other side of it instead of on the people. But if you really focus on the people, they're going to get you there. They're going to get there. And I, I think some people just start on the wrong side, in my opinion. And so it's, it sounds like you guys have that same belief that if you if you focus on them, it's your example of the person that's been with you for 10 years. Look at where she is now. Right. So I think that's great. Yeah. And, and Jeff, I'll chime in that I believe great people want to be measured. They want to be held accountable. Uh, so so I, I, I truly believe in a performance driven environment first. And, and when I say performance, it's fair, it's equitable, it's clear, it's concise, it's achievable uh, versus a culture driven where you hear a lot about this and then you see the companies fail uh, years later. Uh, you give everything for the employees, ping pong tables, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they never learned how to perform. So strong believers in setting goals that are stretch. But when people get there, they're rewarded like all get out. And I equate this to the Super Bowl this weekend is. Uh, if there were no, if there was not a scoreboard, who would watch the Super Bowl? We uh, we have a very clear scoreboard on what good looks like, and we communicate it openly uh, every day, every shift. And it's I, I think that's another attribute of our success is people know where we're going and how we're going to get there. Yep. And at the end, of, and at the end of the day, you know, hopefully, when everybody's listening to this, the scoreboard shows that the Bengals won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Got to throw that in there. You that's know, right. being from Ohio, got to throw that that's in there. Right. We, that's where we started. We, we became big Bengals fans. Let's go Bengals. All right. Well, hey, last, and I'll end with one last uh, question for you. And one of you name dropped Honeybees a little bit ago, but you recently announced the launch of a new concept that you're starting called Honeybees. I uh, get 12 years in growing a sushi concept, all that knowledge that you can now transfer into growing something new. Can you know either of you chime in here? Can you share with those listening, you know, what to expect from the new concept, and how did you know you were ready to start the new brand? Um, you know, the, first and foremost, it, it was that you know there was an untapped opportunity in one of our markets, which was Dayton. Um, there was an end cap uh, space that was basically two two and a half, two and a half doors down from our from our fusion location in, in Dayton, and. Um, and uh, we noticed that it was kind of it wasn't a it wasn't a high performing restaurant. In fact, it, it was probably the lights were on half the time and they, they were off the other half the time. Um, and we said, if anybody's going to go in that building, why why shouldn't it be us? Um, simultaneously, um, I had been mentoring a young man named Joe who wanted to start his own restaurant, and so it kind of stars aligned uh, to to really expand our business. Uh, in, in our hometown, which was Dayton, um, you know that that said, we 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 look at these opportunities, whether it's honeybees or the wizard of of Za, and we look in our existing markets and we say, okay, how many more fusions fusion restaurants can we open in in these you know secondary and tertiary American cities here in the Midwest? And the answer is maybe a couple, um, but we have so much more talent, and we have so much more bandwidth that we can use in our markets if we can just figure out a way to creatively use real estate, you know, in, 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 in different ways. So now that we have a pizza concept and now that we have a chicken concept, it really allows us to create more value in our existing markets without having to open another, you know, sushi restaurant and without having to, you know, go, go to another state prematurely or, or um, you know, go to the East coast 
you know, with, with Fusion, because we feel like we have to grow, um, it really allows us to continue to grow here in, in our home markets, um, you know, effectively and efficiently with with our with our with our uh, support team and and our uh, our restaurant teams. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. And Jeff, I was going to say it goes back to us looking for ways to provide opportunities for people. And I, I can tell you that in the room with us is our um, our, our marketing slash tech guy. His name is Steven. He was an assistant manager for us, started part time. I uh, had a talent for tech and he took on on a part-time basis the uh, fusion tech and he's now working all the technology uh, pieces in more than one brand so for him it was a way to grow and for us to grow him grows everybody else at the same time so we, we're truly looking at how can we do that and enhance the team and uh, yeah, just I, continue to give opportunities i think it's great it does and you know everybody's life gets better by growing and learning and without that you, you just uh you know, it's the mundane and complacency sets and we don't want that so we're 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 very fortunate about that and yeah. just to, you know just to tag on to the end of your question what to expect you know we our whole our whole philosophy there is simplicity um it's probably our whole philosophy in life but uh you know our our, our our mantra there is to treat people with good food warm smiles and a clean environment that makes them want to come back and that is our driving force every day, and that's, you know, I think a really special thing when 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 we when we nail that with our guests, and that'll allow us to open many more locations. And for those who've never been to Fusion, even if you don't like sushi, they uh-huh. do have a lot of people think sushi. They think you know raw fish. They do have cooked meats as well. So you know it's kind of everything. If you have a family that doesn't all like sushi, there are options for everybody's taste if you come to Fusion. So. We should toss that out there because I know some people just kind of associate it with a certain type of role, but you guys have a wide variety of things for everybody. So we we say we're sushi for everyone. That's right. Uh, Well, Stephen and Mike, thank you for taking the time to share your stories, your insights. Um, And you have a lot of energy, passion uh, for the industry. It's inspirational. Uh, And I hope everybody listening, whether it's a young entrepreneur or seasoned veteran in the industry can hear this, be inspired just to look for ways to make their brands and products better. And, and really, it's just it's never wanting to stay stagnant. I think they always say if you if you don't move in the ocean, you're going to drift. So you have <laughs> if you want to go somewhere, you have to keep moving. And that sounds like exactly what you guys are doing. So thank you both for being here. Really appreciate it. Jeff, I did have one more thing I wanted to add in front of the learning lessons over the over the last 12 years is make sure you have a great account. I appreciate the plug. <laughs> now, we always tell people, as you grow, you got to have the right accountant, the right attorney, the right insurer. I mean, you got to surround you. If you want to be an A-plus brand, you got to surround yourself with A-plus advisors. And I think, Stephen, that's what you guys did with tapping into Mike over the years. But you are a reflection of those that are advising you as well. And I, I think you, you have to make sure you're getting the right advice along the way because one problem can take you down a path you don't want to go. So, But I appreciate the plug for that. Enjoyed working with you guys over the years. Yeah, um, we're honored. Uh, but to those listening in, thank you for the support you've given to our podcast, and we hope you continue to listen in on future episodes. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to BDO To Go. Past episodes and related insights are available at bdo.com slash bdo to go. Or you can go to iTunes or Spotify to rate, review, share, or subscribe to this podcast. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of BDO. For more information on BDO's restaurant industry practice and the resources we provide, visit www.bdo.com slash restaurants.